0: Coasties looking for entertainment this weekend can catch the next Aquaries event at the train depot in downtown Bay St. Louis. Join Paddy, Zach, and the elusive Dalton Roan himself on Saturday at noon as they guest host an open mic for musicians and comedians of any experience level. Don't forget to contact them about your next big event. Follow Aquarius on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with their latest projects or to contact them about bringing yours to life. And as always, thank you to our Patreon supporter, Mr. Ernie Kinnemer, and let's start
1: Greetings, everyone. It is Thursday night, and you know what time it is. It's time for the Open Micahs Podcast. My name is
0: Jason Robbins. I'm Seth Rogen from a distance, Jacob Craig. That's right. (laughs) Tonight We were supposed to be joined by New Orleans comedian A.J. Bell. Uh, You know, he came in on the Zoom. uh, He looked like he had a little trouble connecting. So uh, we restarted the Zoom meeting so that it didn't eat up our time. Uh, I haven't heard from him since then. (laughs) perhaps he will join us during the show at some point. But, uh, you know, Jason has other things that he has to do. uh, uh, He has another podcast to do at 8. So we can't exactly just, uh, you know, wait around. We got to give you guys a show, man. Yeah, got to give you a show. But we were talking before the show about our experiences Monday and yesterday at two different shows, one in Pensacola. And I went to an open mic last night here on the Gulf Coast in Ocean Springs. And the two things that those shows have in common is hecklers. We both had to deal with hecklers at both of those shows. Hmm. So we're just going to discuss the topic of hecklers for a little bit, man. And, uh, you know, if you guys are watching live, you can send us your questions and talk to us. But uh, in the meantime, we're just going to, you know, riff off our opinions and talk about what kind of what happened. What happened to you Monday in Pensacola, Jason? All right. So I've been trying.
1: I've, I've dealt with hecklers before. But Monday was like, it got in my head <laughs> bad, uh, you know, because uh, before the pandemic started, you know, it was like, I think both of us, you're you're way more sharper than I am right now. You've actually kept yes. up your, your sharpness. Yes. More, <laughs> yeah, more sharp. <laughs> more sharpened. Uh, but over the last year, you know, I feel like I've maybe gotten a little soft. Not as quick as I used to be, because when you're not on stage doing stuff all the time like we were, you know, you, you kind of lose your edge a little bit, and uh, I haven't had to deal with any hecklers yeah. in a while, so um, we were doing a show, me and you, it was my first real, booked, paid gig since the pandemic. Uh, wow, I, I didn't I,
0: think I, about that. I, I guess for both it.
1: of us, was it for you two, or have you had a no, booked No, actually, gig?
0: I've, I've had a couple since the, the pandemic, since, since things have kind of calmed down, I've, I've had a couple.
1: Yeah, I haven't had any book gigs. This is my first book gig back, so I really wanted it to be a good one, you know. And uh we did a, a show, me and you did a show with the governor over in Pensacola and um I was the I was the last comedian added to the to the roster. There was what, four comedians that night. I was the last one added added on, so of course I get to go up first and which doesn't bother me. I mean I, I, I get asked to go up first all the time. You know, by Krangus and stuff, because I'm one of the elder comedians around here, so he knows that I can. I'm good at at getting a crowd, uh, warmed up. You know, I'm I'm something I'm good at. And I don't mind going up first, but this show, uh, this place we have never been to. Uh,
0: it was the what's the, the some brewery. Yeah, it was called Coastal County Brewery uh, yeah. or Brewing Company in Pensacola. It's actually a really fun spot with really yeah. good view. It's a really nice place. I was I was really impressed with it. Um and
1: I was excited to do the show. Outdoor show. Uh, I had a nice big tent set up. They have, you know, the big pretty string lights up all over the place. It's very very nice outdoor place. And uh so I get to go up first and uh uh the host, you know, uh announces me, starts the show. Um doesn't really do an opening bit or anything, just kind of goes up yeah. tells, tells one a joke. joke, did one joke and then calls me up. I'm like okay, here we go. Soon And before I even get on the stage I hear from the, uh, this table full of women uh, Florida bimbos, t- yes,
0: correct. <laughs> you're,
1: you're nicer than I am. Uh, over on the side I hear, I hope you're
0: funny. Exactly like, like that. Uh, Almost exactly like that. Literally, uh, Literally the sound that this woman made she said, I hope you're funny, huh? She did that, <laughs> exactly like that. And I,
1: my heart sank immediately. I was just, I get, it broke my spirit before I even got to the stage. I was like, oh my God. So I get up there, and I tell my first joke, and it, it lands like a, my first joke out of the gate just lands like a wet turd, just bleh, right there on the concrete. And before I can even recover, I hear, mwah, mwah. and yeah. man, she said something. I don't remember what she said. And oh, I, she
0: kept going after you, dude. Yeah, she kept going after, after me, show. and
1: I'm just like, sh- you know, just shut up. Like, the, you're not part of the show. Um, But it just, and then uh, her and the whole table of women just continued to talk as loud as they could, be very disruptive, and it yeah. just threw me off my whole game. Like, my entire set list just left my head. Like, I could not. Finish a joke. I couldn't start it. I didn't know what was coming up next in the set. Like
0: it just completely just destroyed yeah. me. So here's what happened from from my perspective. So these women heckled you for probably the first four minutes of your set. Mm-hmm. They I got up and left. 10 minutes. To do 10 minutes. minutes. They got up and left. Were really loud when they left. They got in a lifted Jeep yeah. and peeled off like in the <laughs> loudest fucking Jeep I've ever heard. And even while they were heckling as well, uh, a a plane flew over us. So you couldn't fucking hear them heckling or you doing comedy (laughs) while this plane was flying over this tent outside. Yeah, which has happened multiple times throughout
1: the the set because it's right right next to, there's like a huge naval base over there in Pensacola. And apparently this bar is like right underneath the
0: flight path when they're coming in for a landing or taking off. Don't get me wrong though it's a, it was an amazing bar I mean I, we both had a lot of fun there but um even but so they le- they left and when they left you recovered you you got some laps yeah when they left you, the problem the mistake that you made was you didn't get your material back yeah, and so you let yourself short it
1: just i I couldn't get the ball rolling like once that yeah. if i would have been at my sharpest i would have controlled that situation immediately yeah um but just not not doing it for a while not being it's it's amazing how like not doing something regularly Mm -hmm. really just it's not like riding a bike man it's like your mind is not as sharp if you're not doing it all the time and i've handled hecklers before i it's, it's not my first time handling hecklers but for some reason. That incident, either, well, I'm using it as fuel, honestly, to light a fire under my ass to be like, okay, yeah. it's time to quit fucking around and get back, get back to,
0: to where I was and beyond. Yeah. yeah, it's time to get back. And, and uh, I had to do the same thing, you know, right after the, or really during the pandemic, because I never really stopped doing comedy shows. Well, I, I stopped doing comedy shows for about three months. And that's about how long it took to figure out how to do things safely and differently. Yeah. So yeah. once that got figured out, I started doing this shit again. And let me tell you, when I came back to doing comedy, after three months of not doing it, I forgot bits that I had written when I was 14 years old yeah, that I know yeah. by heart.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like before, Right before the pandemic hit, I was supposed to open for Brent Turhune. I was supposed to do 25 yep. minutes. And I did my first test run of that 25 minutes uh at the open mic that you used to host at uh a place in ocean springs. And all that material was like right there in my head. All twenty five minutes of it, I could I could I could just flow from one joke to another. And it was my first it was I had only done it like what, twice um before a pandemic yeah. hit. And uh I was getting better at not having to glance at like, you know, bullet no, points. That would, you know to kind of if I strayed and found a new path for a joke, which I tend to do sometimes, I'll kind of forget where I was supposed to go after that. So I just a little bullet point to look at and be like, okay, I know I know where I'm supposed to be. But all those jokes were there. I could I could rattle them off one after another. Now I don't remember any of those jokes. Like I would have to go and redo all those jokes again. Like at open mics to, and five-minute increments to get them in my head again.
0: Yeah, and see, even when I have weeks where I can't get stage time, I, I look through my notebook, you know? Because I personally don't believe necessarily in getting rusty at things. Yeah. I feel like there's a way to overcome that if you do the work by yourself at home. If you look at your notebook, go over it in your head, time yeah. it, you know, even punch it up, even rewrite stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like you can make that up, but the thing is, is that that's it's harder to do that. Like it's more work to do that than it is to take something onto a stage. Yeah, because you get immediate feedback from an audience, from other comics, from everything. And when you're doing it by yourself, there's just so many more variables. Yeah, and it's just a, yeah. a lot harder work to to have to overcome. And to be honest, it's easier for me to remember stuff, like remember
1: my jokes when I go up on stage to do them, because it, it's almost like it forces my brain. To you know, for those jokes to imprint on my brain than it is to like sit and read them or go over like I can read something all day long, but you ask me to recite it after I read it, and I'm like, but if I listen to something and say stuff, that's when it imprints in the brain. So I I have to be active with it.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I I think my weakest point as a comic is that I have gotten far too addicted to the set list. Yeah, Uh, because, you know, we both have this little app called Comedy Companion that we use uh, that, you know, you can put your set list on it and you can also time yourself. So, you know, I always have my phone on stage to time myself. Don't even really need to look at the light. Uh, You know, I can time myself and get off stage when I'm supposed to get off stage. Uh, But, you know, my set list is right there. And something my public speaking teacher in junior college told me is that if you have the writing in front of you, you're going to read the writing no matter what. Exactly. No matter what. And so since I have my set list right there, even though I know the order, even though I know the bits, I still look at it every three or four bit, yeah. you, know, th- you know, third or fourth bit that I do to make sure that I'm doing it. See, correctly. that's always
1: been my crutch, and I need to break myself for that, is to have that little piece of paper to the side with bullet points. Like, I I feel like, I don't know, That's that's like my safety blanket to have you know, the bullet points.
0: Yeah. And see, there's no harm, no foul when you're doing that at an open mic. Or even at, uh, you know, a book show where there's no stakes or anything yeah. like, like, like Monday, there's yeah. no harm. in you going to set list there, man. It's just all good fun. We're, we're just there to make people laugh. And if that's, if that's what we do to make people laugh a little better than whatever, but it's just the bigger spots. Like what if, you know, there's a producer in the audience and you don't know, and you're, the you're, you're fucking killing it, but you're looking at a set list. Yeah. You know, the guy's going to be like, oh, well, kid has got his notes right there. He's not ready to do anything. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, it's just, I don't know. It just amazes me, like, what goes through people's heads when they heckle? Like, why do you feel the need to?
0: Yeah, dude, I, I've been telling everyone this story about Monday. And every, I, what I've been telling everyone is, like, what made her think that anyone wanted to hear anything that was coming yeah. out of her mouth?
1: Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody likes you. Even people in the crowd don't
0: think you're funny. They think you're being annoying. Exactly. If you had something interesting to say, then you would have the microphone yeah. right now, Becky. <laughs> you don't have in- anything interesting to say, Becky. Like I don't go I don't go to the
1: bank and walk up to the teller and be like, "I could cash checks better than you. You suck."
0: <laughs> yeah exactly dude that's something it's that i rampage. do oh what's up rampage, rampage. if you want to uh if you want us to talk about something brother just let us know man just put it in the chat but um yeah something that i, I actually get hecklers with is uh anytime someone heckles me i'll be like dude i don't go to your job at the popeyes drive through and tell you what to do <laughs> like i don't get up in your face i don't get in your microphone and yell Yeah, i'm at work right now don't fuck with me man exactly but um an experience that i had last night with the heckler luckily it wasn't you know an entirely personal experience because i went up first at an open mic uh that's just kind of how things shook out i I signed up number five and everyone signed up under me so you know that's just how it goes yeah but uh just so happens that uh there wasn't really that that much of a crowd there for my set um so i pretty much have to do all the material that i tried out again to see, you know, on an actual crowd if it's, if it's any good. But uh, luckily I had the one unru- uninterrupted set because after my set, a bunch of dude bros came in whose, their names were literally Chad and Hayden. Um, yeah. And um, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> can't make this shit up, man. Being loud as fuck. And I, and I talked to, to one of them, later who ended up being like a really cool guy he was a, he was not on his friend's side with what he was doing the entire time uh so you know but but he was just talking really loud while other people were watching the show uh but his friend that he brought with him was the loudest person in the fucking bar constantly facilitating conversations with people that are actively trying to watch the show you know getting like in front of the stage standing up, talking to people in the line of sight of people trying to watch the show. And then when, uh, when comedian Two real who will get on the show, if he can ever schedule anything and actually show up, um, (laughs) he, the only way that he was going to get the crowd back was if he tried to shut this guy up. So he did some crowd work with him, roasted him a little bit. Nothing mean talked about his boots, you know, That's it. Mm -hmm. You just roasted him a little bit, roasted about how he looked. And then the kid decided to stand right next to the soundboard, heckle every single joke after that. He was even touching the soundboard, dude. Dude, you don't touch the fucking soundboard. I do not know. And look, I know the security at the juke joint. All right. That's where this happened. I don't know how many fucking chances you have to get before you get kicked out. I don't know. That kid should not have been in that fucking bar after he touched that property of the bar the minute you touch the soundboard you're done (laughs) and and dude if that was a comedy club the second he walked in he would have been done yeah but the security gave him chance after chance until he almost started a physical confrontation which what he did is he decided that it was a good idea to sign up on the open mic list because he thought he would have the upper hand with a mic in his hand Mm -hmm. but what you don't do is you don't come in and insult comedians especially professional comedians who have been doing this for years because it's going to piss me off when you just decide, well, I can get on stage and do everything that this guy has worked his ass off for, for four years. No, you don't do that. So I heckled him. Everyone heckled him.
1: Yeah. If that's what I'm going to do from now on, if there's a heckler, I'm just going to offer him the microphone and be like, you know what? You finish my set for me. You got 10 minutes.
0: And see what they do. And then just heckle the fuck out of him and be like... And what, and what this kid did is he got himself in a situation where the only way he wasn't going to look like a bitch is if he, did, if he tried to make it physical. So he tried to make the conversation physical, and he went outside on the front porch and cried. And he sped off, and he got pulled over by a cop. So it was somewhat of an instant karma situation. And, you know, it's like when you do that kind of thing at a comedy show... With professional comics, you have to understand that there's no fucking way you're gonna have the upper hand. Cause yeah. you're in our yeah. home doing something that we do consistently. And if you're gonna try to do it and you're gonna try to heckle and you're gonna try to be an asshole, we're better at being hecklers and assholes than you are. Well not only like we'll that, but cry.
1: If you try to
0: do a physical
1: confrontation with one of the with any of the comics, I mean this is you have to fight all the comics. Already happened. I mean, look at the Jason Waterfalls incident. Exactly. I mean, he got up in Jimmy James's face. Me, Krangus. Uh, who else was there? Um, you weren't there that night, were you?
0: No, I was. It was me as well. Brian yeah, it King. was you,
1: Brian King. Everybody. All of us were surrounded. That dude was like, "You, you lay one finger on that dude, we're gonna turn you into a big wad of chewing gum." That's what's gonna Patty happen. Patty Dwyer was
0: in there as well. Yeah, Little Patty Dwyer was gonna kick his ass. Yeah. Said. Patty would have been up in there like kicking him in the nuts. <laughs> and that same thing happened here. It, it wasn't uh, as bad, but this, this guy was, you know, physically threatening Two real who I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And while people were trying to break this up, I had a bald fist. And if he tried to fight two real, he was going to fight me as well. Yeah. And when yeah. it doesn't matter who you are, you can be a professional MMA fighter. If you're trying to fight two people, you're not going to fucking win.
1: And that's something that we really need to get with the uh, security at the bars around here, especially when we're doing open mic nights.
0: Mm-hmm. Cuz we're we are our, our own security.
1: Doing we have bu- booked shows, you know, especially some place like the Juke Joint. I mean, it's, it seems like the Juke Joint is the place where every 2 to 3 months there's an incident, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Like there's uh-huh. physical altercations and it's like we you got to get that security to 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 be more proactive, man. Like, if somebody's starting shit, they got to go. And especially on open mic nights, like, we just need to put out, like, uh, I don't know, sandwich boards or something. To be like, it is, an open, it is a comedy night. If you come in here, you're going to be quiet. If you want to talk, there's a front porch and a gigantic back patio you can go to and talk as loud as you want. But if you're in the bar and you're disrupting the show, it's time for you to go outside.
0: Yeah, and, and here's the problem with that. This guy already knew that was what was happening. His friends told him to stop. Yeah. Security yeah. already talked to him and told him to shut his mouth, and he didn't listen to anybody. Well, if, if security tells him to shut his mouth, and then he keeps it up, security needs to go over there and be like, exactly. i for you to go. That's what I'm saying, and, and whenever someone fucks up, I'm going to be critical of them, whether I like them or not. I like the security people at the juke joint. Yeah. They should have kicked them out immediately. I do
1: too. I mean, they are getting paid off of what we're doing, basically.
0: You know, yeah, like yeah, we're no, bringing that... in,
1: the, we're bringing in the crowd for yeah. comedy nights. None of us are getting paid unless people throw money in the tip bucket, or one of which us no wins, one did. which or one of us wins, like you know, set of the night or whatever. And yeah. even still, it's not that much money, right? Like we're bringing in crowds for this, like, so you to get paid. So do your job. We like exactly. you. You're there to protect
0: us. Exactly, man. And you know, as a stand-up comic, it's especially a stand-up comic who travels on the road, you shouldn't ex- you shouldn't have to be tough, but you have to be tough because yeah. you have to yeah. be your own security. I can't tell you how many times I've gone on the road and someone tried to pick a fight with me and yeah. I had to yeah. disarm them by being funny. Yeah. Like because I didn't want to get arrested somewhere that I don't live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because that's, that's, I don't have the money to get out of that situation, and I really don't want to spend fucking six months in the Panama City prison system, bro. No shit. Because
1: the last thing I want to do is, you know, I don't, I don't have to break a beer bottle over somebody's head because they're trying to kick my ass, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm a freaking comedian. I'm not a freaking MMA fighter.
0: Right, and and that's, you know, that's what we do, man. And and people these people don't understand it's not selfish. We're not doing this because you're ruining our sets. We're doing this because you're ruining it for the people yeah, watching us. Exactly. It's and, a- and if you sat down and shut your mouth for 5 minutes, you would probably laugh at me too, man. <laughs> I just
1: don't get it, man. Like I just don't get the whole heckler mindset. It just Yeah, I I've never once in my life went up to anybody at their job and just be like, "You suck." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could do your job better than you. Like I just just because we're on stage as comedians, or uh, it, it, people act like it's not a job, but it's a job.
0: Like yeah, we- man, absolutely. If you get paid to do it, it's a job. And if you get paid to be a comedian, you get paid to travel to places. Guess what, man? You're a professional comedian. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear you, chit. <laughs> like nobody wants to hear your
1: opinions, chit. <laughs> or Becky. Yeah. Man. Or Becky or Karen. Bad dude. Or- or uh, <laughs> or
0: Tristan. Nobody wants to hear your opinions, Tristan. Yeah, man. And it's just, I don't even know. I, I could never fathom. The only reason, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I've wanted to heckle people before, but the reason I wanted to heckle them was because they were doing what I was doing way worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it, I would heckle somebody if I went into a pizza hut and they fucked up my order, I'd be like, hey, I used to work at Pizza Hut. I used to do this better than you. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I, you know, if, if, there was, if, if Louis C.K. showed up and sat in the audience and decided to heckle me, I'd be like, yeah, maybe you have a point, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you have a point. But Becky doesn't have a point. Yeah. You know, Hayden doesn't have a point. Yeah. Just, they've, never, they've never had anything interesting to say in their entire life. I'm going to use that incident as fuel. To
1: uh, put a light of fire under my ass because I I'm never gonna let that happen again. That was the worst feeling in the world. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't get any sleep that night because all I did was just sit there thinking of like like my brain finally kicked in at like midnight and was like,
0: here's what you should have said. Like well thanks a little late now brain. Right yeah man and, and that's what you have to do. You you have to not worry about uh being I guess apprehensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if someone is starting shit with you, you're the one with the upper hand because you're a professional comedian with a mic in your hand. Yeah. You, you got to yeah. shut them down. And, you know, one of the um, sciences of comedy is putting somebody below somebody else. And a lot of times comics, that's why self-deprecating humor works because you put yourself below the audience. Yeah. But if you put a certain audience member that's beating an asshole, the whole time below the rest of the audience, then by scientifically that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's gonna get a laugh at the expense of this person and they're gonna be too embarrassed to say anything else. It's just too bad
1: that uh old Becky and her her crew didn't stay around on Monday because I would have loved to seen what
0: you would have done to that table.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you got on stage.
0: The first joke I did was making fun of them after they already left and it got a good pop from the crowd. Uh, I'm glad they left because I had 10 minutes of material I wanted to do and I didn't want to do 10 minutes on Becky's table. (laughs) Uh, But you have to understand if if the person before me gets heckled and those people are still there, my whole set's going to be about those people because, you know, guess what? The person that you just (laughs) fucked with before was my friend on any show. Even if it's someone I don't even know, even if it's a comic I don't even like, yeah. they're my friend now. And I'm going to fuck with you because you fucked with my friend. <laughs> well,
1: even still, like she started, like I said, she started heckling before I even got on the stage. Like I knew she was going to be trouble the second look, I man, walked on stage. I'm just like, man, I don't even want to deal with this. Like I, I, this is my first show back. Like I want to have a good show. And this dirty broad's already like laying into me before I even walk on. Like you don't you don't know me. And, right. like, my comedy may not be your cup of tea, but it might be somebody else's. Like, it might be everybody else's. So, if you don't like it, shut the fuck up and leave right. exactly. if you don't like it. If you don't like it, fucking leave. It's a free goddamn country. You're yeah, not man. forced to sit here and listen to, to, com- to comedians that you don't like. And if somebody says something you don't like, guess
0: what? Too fucking bad. Leave. Right. You don't even have to leave. Go inside. Go yeah. outside the bar. You know, we're outdoors. We're outside. You're just sitting down outside. Go sit down in the bar. Yeah. That's, you know, and so I, I for people who don't know, I was nominated uh, for the best comedy host at the 228 Awards. Uh, so I know a little bit of something about hosting comedy shows. I have the experience to prove it. As a, sh- as a host at a comedy show, it is, your job and your job alone to make sure that hecklers and people being loud don't happen. Yeah. Because if I'm being completely honest, people being loud in a bar, not the security's concern. It's security's concern when they do something like touch the soundboard or have a physical confrontation. Yeah. And they are being loud. If they're yelling at people on the stage, that is the host's concern. And you have to go over and disarm them and you don't have to be threatening. You can go over and level with them as people. Just tell them, you know, ex- explain to them, hey, people want to see this. You might not want to see it, but this guy worked really hard. These people around you want to see them. And if you can just please keep it down just a little bit, or just don't say anything to them, just give them a chance. Yeah, and nine yeah. times out of 10, that works. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about these people because they're my friends, but the host, the host's Monday. Didn't do their job as a host. I love you guys. I love you guys. Fucking love you guys. Yeah. Do anything for you guys. Didn't do your job as a host. The host last night at the juke joint, it was a guest host. Mm. She didn't do her job as a host. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I told her afterwards she did a great job as a host because she did. She did really good aside from that incident. But you're right. I have guest hosted some uh, open mics, and
1: that's part of your job is to, it's part of crowd control. Somebody's being Mm.
0: rowdy. It's you, not you fair, but that's what you it. get paid for. You yeah. don't get paid for the for the material you do up front. You don't get paid for bringing up the comics and remembering how to bring them up. You get paid for making sure that these comics have good sets. Yeah, and if someone gets in the way of that, you have to shut it down.
1: And that's the thing. Like you know, uh, instantly getting heckled and getting up there and bombing on the first joke. I could have recovered from that, you know, that because I tried to, you know self-deprecate at that point to, to recover, but she wasn't going to let me. It was like she mm-hmm. thought I was going to suck before I even got on stage. I bombed the first joke, and she was going to let everybody know that I was a shitty comedian. And it's like, yeah. if you would have just given me a minute to get to my next joke, you might have thought it was funny. Maybe not. I don't know. But if you have that attitude, like, why are you at a
0: comedy show? Like, why? Exactly. Why Why are you going to go to a comedy show if you're not there to laugh?
1: Yeah. If you're there to just be, you know, happy or funny, like, if you have that attitude, fuck yourself. <laughs>
0: go fuck yourself. Look, I told you after I roasted this bitch all the way home, dude. She looked like her OnlyFans was free. <laughs> Ain't nobody paying for that shit, bro. Her OnlyFans was free, dog. That's a free subscription. She just Uh, wants the attention because her daddy walked out on her. You know what I mean? I should
1: have said what was going through my head at the time. And I had David Attenborough in my head at the time. And he was going, If you see here, we have the elusive Karen. (laughs) Her species will literally die if she's not the center
0: of fucking attention. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's that's what you have to do, man. Like, if if someone's doing that to you, and the host isn't doing your job, and, and you want to have a good set, yeah, as, as unfair as it is, that's what you're gonna have to do to actually get back on yeah. track.
1: But it 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 woke me up. It definitely did. So I I gotta say it was a good thing. You know, it was really yeah. I gotta I gotta put a positive spin on it because I'm not the type of person to be like, well, one person thinks I suck, so you know, screw the Hundreds of people, or maybe even thousands, I don't know, that have seen me perform before and thought I was funny and told me I was funny and laughed at my jokes. I'm not going to let that one person ruin four years of work. So I'm just going to take it and use it as fuel.
0: So I'm going to look at it as a positive. Right, and that's what we have to do, man. Anytime something negative happens, if you can spin it as a positive, if you can see the best out of it, what you have to do well too bad AJ couldn't join
1: us tonight. Uh I guess he had some still had technical difficulties. Like like we said he he was in the Zoom chat room but his audio wasn't connecting and then you know we tried to get a hold of yep. him on Messenger and couldn't get him back. So we don't know what happened. Maybe we'll uh we'll try to reschedule him for uh for another show.
0: Yeah, not sure what happened. Apparently, you know, that's sadly that's the uh biggest difficulty with hosting a podcast over Zoom. Is actually hosting a podcast over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zoom does not want to cooperate for everybody. Uh hopefully AJ um, you know, hope he's okay. Hope he's doing all right, yeah. man. hope the guy. Uh maybe we can schedule something in the future. Uh I know he's hosting karaoke tonight at eight thirty at Ugly Dog yeah. uh, saloon. If if anyone's in New Orleans and wants to go see him. Um And that yeah, starts man. at eight thirty, I believe, if anybody is in. Or near the New Orleans area. Yeah, 830. Uh, So, AJ, if you're listening to us, man, we love you, brother. Uh, Sorry you couldn't join us. Uh, You know, if you want to come on again in the future, just hit me up, man, and and we'll try to make it work. But uh, good luck tonight, host Awesome. Well, that's uh, going to do it for the show this week. Uh, It's a little bit shorter, but uh,
1: that's okay. Yeah, we start a little later. Yeah, we start a little late, so
0: Jason needs to get to Nerd Cave Retro. Uh, If I if I miss a meal, I will literally (laughs) die. So need to get the supper. Here we have the elusive Jacob.
1: His species will literally die if he does not eat every
0: 30 minutes. I need to start hitting the gym, Ram- more.:
1: Rampage says size doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> thank you, Rampage. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the content that matters, not the, not the length. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, you got anything to plug
0: before we go? Um, oh, let me see. Uh, so the next book show I have, I'll go ahead and start plugging it now, is actually uh, Sunday, May 9th at the pub in D'Iberville. Uh, if you are a bit of a date aficionado, that is Mother's Day. So it's a Mother's Day show. If you, you, there are going to be drink specials, you are more than welcome to bring your mother and come laugh. Or if you just don't have anything to do, you can come laugh at us. Uh, my mother will be there she will actually be doing her first comedy set. I cannot at, wait uh, for tonight. this. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's going to roast me a little bit, probably. She's going to try doing a few jokes. And I gave her uh, some jokes about Jacob, so I gave her yes, some roast jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's been helping her out a little bit. So it's, you know, it's going to be kind of an homage to mothers. So if you, know, if you want something fun to do Mother's Day night, you can bring your mom onto to that. And uh, this Saturday, we are talking to Daltanius from Aquarius uh, Productions. Uh, for our bonus episode, so we'll go live for that. And this Sunday, we are talking to Burning the Set List. We're, yes. we're going to do our cross-promotional episode. So we'll be on Burning the Set List. Burning the Set List will be on open micers. So, yeah, that's what we got coming and up. That man.
1: will be at, what, 7 p.m. Sunday evening, yes. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Time. Sunday and 7 p.m. Saturday for Daltanius. Yes. Uh, well, cool. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. And uh, I have another show coming up soon, but I'm not sure where it's at. It's on the 27th in Pensacola again, so maybe I'll run into Becky and give her a maybe. piece of my mind. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this week. If you'd like to email us, it is, of course, openmikers at gmail.com. We are at Open Mikers on Twitter and Open Mikers Podcast on Facebook. And, of course, at tpublic you can pick up our T-shirts and masks and all that kind of stuff, tpublic.com slash openmikerspodcast. So we will see you guys this Saturday at 7 p.m. join us